It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in cinema, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey there, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. Also, we have Murray, I think. Are you here, Merman? Yeah. Or are you one of your, like, dozen jobs? No, I have a rare day off. All right, Merman's here. Yay! Yay! So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. Let's indeed. Thanks to all been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us five-star rating on your listening platform or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining a membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash Film Rage YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible film. And you know what? We will watch it if it played anywhere in the world. Well, now let's get to raging. But first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie plan? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. What's groovy about today? Started off, it was seven degrees when I got on my bike to ride to work today. And by the time I got home, I could have just been in my underpantaloons. It was it hot. It was hot. Not like hot. bag stick hot, if you know what I'm saying. I can imp- I can kind of figure it out, but I don't I don't exactly know what you're saying. You do. You, you just don't want to say I, it. I know it's really hot. That's what you're getting at. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what bag stick hot is referring to. It means to. it's so hot that as my bag is dripping to my knees and it's stuck to my leg. Your bag of what? My bag of testicles. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what was stuck to my leg. You just had to make him spell it out. Oh. <laughs> he did. He asked, he asked for it. All right. You got it. For the record, I got it right away. Of course, because <laughs> you're, you're old like me and your, your yeah. testicles hang down below your knees. I also perspire quite a bit. There you go. All right, then. So we saw two movies in cinemas. And thanks to Bryce, I would like to say, yes, we got to see one before the other. Yes, and I'm glad we saw them in that order. As am I. So. The first one we saw was called Past Lives. Yes, it was, Jim. Murray, did you get to see Past Lives? I know Korean dramas are your favorite yeah, genre. I mean, if I wasn't working for the last five days straight, I wouldn't have had time anyway. Ah. Don't there was t- a lot of subtitles in this. Uh, that probably would be another reason I wouldn't have seen it. Lots. There's 
There wasn't that many subtitles. It was ninety percent subtitles. It wasn't ninety percent subtitles. You're ninety percent. One of them was like American or something. Like you're an American, but he spoke Korean. (laughs) (laughs) It was a okay. Well, what did Bryce think about this movie? Past Lives is a story of Nora and Hae Sung. They are two childhood sweethearts that were separated when Nora's family emigrated from Korea to Canada. Years pass, yet both of them still remember the connection they once had, and eventually they find each other online. Timing, as so often is the case, isn't right for them to get together, and they both live their lives thousands of miles apart. As Nora moves forward in her life, she moves to New York, meets Arthur, and gets married. After many more years, Hei Sung reaches out to Nora again as he's going to take a vacation to New York. She shows him the sights, introduces him to her husband, and then he goes home. That's pretty much the movie. Almost. But that cannot begin <laughs> but that cannot begin to describe the journey that you take as you witness these people's lives. This is the directorial debut for Celine Song, who also wrote this. In her debut, she just may have made the perfect film. The pace at which the story flows was perfect. The casting of the film was perfect, with Greta Lee as Nora and Tao Yu as Hei Sung as well as some great performances from the kids that played young Nora and Hei Sung. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Sung Ah Moon and Sung Min Yim. This is a film of quiet moments where a line of dialogue could not have possibly said as much as these actors' eyes and gestures towards each other. The scene on the subway where their hands barely touch, or the scene at the park where they stare off into the distance but occasionally glance in each other's direction, said so much without saying anything at all. And the final scene of the film where Nora walks Sung downstairs to his Uber is now one of my favorite scenes in the history of film. It is perfect. The walk on the street the silence of watching them wait as a million thoughts run through each of their minds, as there is so much to say to each other, yet no words could possibly convey the overwhelming feelings that they had for each other. Perfect end to a perfect movie. If this isn't the best film of 2023, then we are in for a great rest of the year. Celine Song, Past Lives is a perfect Mondo. Perfect. I wouldn't change anything in this movie. Well, let's find out if I would. Let's do that. <laughs> the first thing to, to say in describing this film is, Wah! 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 This is not a love story, but more... A story about 8,000 years of layered love stories and moves at a pace that lasts 8,000 hours. Not often do we get an original story written with some of what might be a love story trope, but then not at all like that. There are deep and flirty conversations, and most of the story is told in a reactionary response to a thought, feeling, or conversation said by someone else. Everything is just allowed to slowly develop, and important scenes are broken up by long streaming shots of rainfall or landscape or reflection from a puddle. And all the characters are honest about their thoughts, 
Well, unless you are Korean and communicate in what is perceived in a Korean style from what we get from our lead, Greta Lee, as she explains why she might not be in love with her childhood boyfriend because he is too Korean. There are so many times in this movie, nothing is really happening or so it appears, but emotions are always present. But then overtly obvious, or in the case of our lead male Korean actor, T.O. Yu, where he always seems sort of one note and emotionless, but at the same time, he has this look that you can read right through him to the core of his very soul. One of the most humorous scenes in this movie was when he just spent time the night before reacting <laughs> with his long lost friend and his first love. And he goes to sit down at the breakfast table with his mom to which he, she says to him, what are you so excited about? When everybody else who's looking at him would have no clue because he is normally an emotionless and very stoic individual. So much is said by what is not said yes. or, the or the look of response on any of the characters' faces to anything from whoever else is in the scene with them. This story proves that once you are a little Korean girl, who's a crybaby, you will always be a little Korean girl who is a crybaby. But you may not want to still live in Korea. It is culturally in informative, visually stunning, artistically portrayed, from scenery from two of the most iconic cities in the world, Seoul and, North and New York. Oh, and the film was, wow. Mm -hmm. Translated into English is Mondo. Yeah. And there's a few things I, I think we have to unpack. Like, I would 100% agree with you that I would not change anything about this film. As I was watching it, I kept thinking to myself, this is not like any love story that's been told no. at, that, I, that I can think of. I mean, it has all of the setups yeah. that you would think should be a love story, but... It, it isn't really a love no, story. It's the type of film that if someone pitched it to a major studio, they'd say, get out of my office. Yeah, they would totally get it. <laughs> they would totally say that. But it's so perfect. It's so beautiful. That last scene when she breaks down, I almost broke down. Oh, no. I swallowed hard a couple okay. times. I, it was so, so good. I just, I can't. We've seen a lot of good movies this this year, but I can't remember being affected this much by a movie in quite some time. That's I, that's pretty good for you because yeah. usually, like, it's usually me that's crying my eyes out. Yeah, I, get, I actually films. looked over and I'm like, well, I gotta I gotta hold back the tears because Jim's not bawling. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why I I wasn't bawling because I was so emotionally connected with all three of the characters. Yeah, no, and, and you and you can understand. And to be honest, at the beginning. When we first get introduced to um, yum, 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 now his name's left me. Uh, da, 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 da. Arthur. Yes. When I first got introduced to Arthur, and for the first little bit, I was like, I really don't like Arthur. But you know what? Arthur is a good dude. Yeah. Doing the best he can in kind of a poo-poo situation. Yeah. Well, you and know? and because you know, it's not going to be over the moon what's going on around him. No, but, but you know he was. You know, and, and, and in all honesty, so so Murray, so that you get this picture, there's these two childhood friends that never 
at no point in this is it sexualized nope. in any way, shape, or form. But they grew up as friends. They could have been just two males, two females, whatever it was. I mean, there was a you know that childhood attraction was, that they had, and there was a deep, deep connection, and a deep, deep connection of a friendship that you know was just was boundless, right? And what's kind of interesting about it is because they're both still happy with where they're at in their lives, yeah. and they re they just come to the realization that. There's, I'm not moving, she's not moving to Korea yeah. and she, she's realized that she doesn't want to be with a Korean male who lives a Korean traditional life. And it, you know, she's not necessarily being racist about it. I, I mean, know. she's Korean, but it, it has everything to do with she's well, in, in the States and now she likes the way that things are in the States. Yeah, and I honestly believe she loves her husband. Yeah, she absolutely did. But I also believe she loves him. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and, and I think, a, and he understands. Yeah. It's like, I gets it. And and th that's what I liked about it is they didn't throw in all this other shit that usually no. love stories would throw in. It, no, there was like, he didn't, he didn't have a, like a big tantrum and he's, you know, yeah, <laughs> and, there wasn't any big confrontation between the two guys. Yeah. It was just, it was just, it they, was just, they understood each other and they both actually loved each other. Like they both there was really a, there cared a, about there each other. There was a connection other. there too. Yeah. Was like, I was, if there was going to be any sex, I just kind of wish it would have been a three way. Cause then that just made it fit, but it would have ruined the movie. It was terrible. What? It just I'm just saying if there was, that's the only thing that would have come out is being I am okay. I'm so glad you had no input on how this movie turned out. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm actually quite glad I did neither. Yeah, but, you, you know, of the porn version of this, because, you know, back in the day in the 80s and 90s, yes. there was always a porn version there you go. of if, this. If we and get past lives, triple X. Uh, yeah, then, <laughs> then that's exactly what would have happened. I'm sure about it. Yeah, so uh. I... I suggest everybody go see this. If you want to see a love story that's not a love story, but is a kind of a love story, it's a love of love. Yeah. It was really good. But it's not a love story. It was so good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right, then. I wouldn't have changed anything. Would you have changed anything about the next movie we're going to Yes, I would. I would have changed it. You know, a little maybe, bit. Maybe just not make it. There's Well, there's that. But hold on. Let's, you know, we've got to find out what happened in this movie. Right. So we also got to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So uh, I really wanted to see this with eyes wide open. Not like Stanley Kubrick's version of that, but eyes wide open. My eyes weren't wide open. No, they were wide open going into it. We had every we had True. every belief that there was a possibility. There was a possibility. No, I I honestly thought it. Could. I really it could wanted. Be, to, I wanted it to be okay. And, yeah. You know. Well, let's not give everything. Let's I give away the farm. Anything. I just said that I wanted it to be okay. So I didn't want to have any my, pre my eyes weren't wide open by the end of pre it, by the way. preconceived <laughs> ideas from any of the previous films. But then I remembered as I started to rewatch the original films in preparation of this. Did you really? Yeah, I watched them all. Oh my God. That they all have a similar story, structure, concept, and ultimately the same movie done over and over and over again. So when this one started, I thought, well, maybe it will be a little different. And it was. I mean, we got all the same formula the others had, but this whole movie is based on nostalgia for something that should have died back after the original. It has, and I quote, myself here, CGI Harrison Ford, mm. CGI Mads Mikkelsen, mm. CGI backdrops, mm. CGI car chases, 
And oh wait, every single thing in this movie is pretty much CGI. And probably the worst CGI I have ever seen in a movie I have ever seen. There were scenes in this, I thought it was back in the 1960s or maybe 50s when the film was made, where was it intentionally made that the CGI was so bad that we thought we were watching a 1950s movie? Maybe that was their intent. Maybe. (laughs) Kudos then. If they did, then I'm gonna completely change my rating of this film. This is what truly made this one different than the previous films because every single thing was CGI'd. Every single line of dialogue, story arc, and surprise is not a surprise. And the predictable way overdone and completely unbelievable that an 80-year-old man and all the hijinks we are put through could possibly happen. Yes, maybe that is the point and and I don't know because that's I'm not wanting to see Even an 80-year-old person. It could be, yeah. Um, but at no point did I worry about any of the main characters because it's Disney and Lucas and neither can create an original story for pretty much the last 30 years. There was absolutely nothing about this film that had any redeeming qualities whatsoever. Nothing that I cared about. or And all the characters were completely unlikable. Uh, and and I kept wishing that it would either end or that they would all just die. Wait, I take that back. Mads Mikkelsen was great. But again, his story and arc are both transparent and make zero sense through the entire movie. Um, but fuck me, do we need, still need to keep making these terrible sequences to terrible franchises that get progressively worse? And every film that is made, I mean... They have a chase scene with a tuk-tuk that I swear is 20 minutes long and it's so badly done with all the physics and awful CGI. It was pretty much unwatchable. Plus, every time you got a break to allow yourself to throw up from all the terrible motion sickness inducing awful CGI, they play that stupid Indiana Jones hook of the song and by the time yeah and by the time i rewatched all the other movies prior to that we 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 actually watched them in reverse monique and i and we watched the original one last night the original one i'm still okay with mm-hmm. but i every time that music came on i was just like can we please not have this in there and there's times it was so loud in the movie i just was like what the act at least in this this version of it this version of the Indiana Jones world, yes. it wasn't as overt because we'd kind of slide it in there it's subliminally like, yeah. to go, do, 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 do. And I was just like, I can't stand that hook of the song anymore. Mm. Um, yeah. So I really did not like anything about this except for Mads Mikkelsen's performance. I wish that Harrison Ford would have died and <laughs> that the franchise could die with him. That's what I was hoping. All right. Oh, and we yes. got things to unpack, but let's see what everybody else thought. Well, not surprisingly, I feel completely opposite. Of course you you do, because you love Harrison Ford. Uh, I like Harrison Ford. I like Indiana Jones quite a bit, Ah, uh, except for maybe Temple of Doom. But yeah, I enjoy those movies because they're ridiculous and completely unbelievable and stuff like that. Just it. I mean, it's like Mission Impossible. Like that kind of shit doesn't actually happen. It's like, but it's it's a fun ride. So, yeah, I thought this movie was actually, for the most part, pretty fun to watch. Cool. Uh, it also didn't hurt that I went to see it with somebody who, who likes also these it. kinds yes. of movies. Yes. In fact, it was his idea. 
Yeah. Nice. First movie I've seen with him in probably three years. And as I mentioned before, he's losing his job and moving back to the East Coast. So uh, I don't know how many more times I get to hang out with him. Yeah, it was so, a good celebration. So this is fun. It was a feel-good night. Although I will have to say, we went on a Monday night. The place was packed, and we tried <laughs> to go to the, uh, the, uh, the the first one at 6.30. There was like three seats left. Oh, wow. We tried to go to the one later, also like three wow. seats. Wow. So, and, and that's a Monday. Yeah, so we ended up going to some laser ultra thing. Nice. But And I had to buy the tickets with my credit card. Oh, with my With my... my, my you know, see my, what do you call it? my landmark? Yeah, extras card. Nice. Uh, and I bought his too. Nice. So I basically used my credit card, which is breaking basically one of my cardinal rules of <laughs> going to movies because it would have taken me literally a half an hour to get through that concession line. Nice. And then once we got our seats, I tried to go back to get something to drink because I can't make a two and a half hour movie without something to drink. Exactly. Uh, yeah, screw that. So I actually went to the freaking vending machine. I just got this a bottle. Got bottle a bottle of pop for like five pop. bucks. Yeah, it was for, well, <laughs> the 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 uh, the actual these ones are like five dollars too. So. I know, but yeah, like three you times you as got much. To, and no, you got to choose I'd, the flavor. I, I had to have something. Yeah, and yes. it was faster because I wasn't going to wait. In I line. still can't believe it was a, a, two sold out performances on a Monday. On a Monday night. I, I didn't even look at the IMAX one, but it was also full. It on was Mon- really on Monday night. It was come, really busy with us. There was, like, there was yeah, twenty people. I, I hate Eau Claire. <laughs> what? Uh, in fact, we were like in, in the first too. row, basically when you walk in. Yep. And there were, and there was actually somebody sitting beside my friend. There was no wow, like, no space, no space at all. It was this old couple. And the guy went off the concession line, missed the first like half hour of the movie. I, I feel then, jealous. And then she went to look for him. So they basically missed like the first half hour of the movie. I kind of oh. wish they I came missed back the with first their popcorn the and stuff. And I'm like, you they're so lucky. So what were the things you liked the most about it? I, I liked the action. Yeah, it was CGI. I enjoyed the, you know, the CGI. Did in, you think Indiana the CGI Jones. was good? I, I Honestly, don't know. As long as uh, I, I'm in this scene, I don't care if it's good or bad. Gotcha. I mean, obviously, it was Harrison Ford's stunt doubles, but I mean, I was okay with that. Do you think when he's he 80 was, years old? Do you think when he was trying to pretend to run that that was also Harrison well, no, Ford's it, stunt it, doubles? It's also laughable because you know when he's like <laughs> in his apartment and his neighbor like is cranking the music at eight o'clock in the morning, and he gets up and he has no shirt on. I'm like, you could. Tell, he's 80 years old. Like that—that's not that was, CGI. Wait, I'm taking that back. That was oh, actually a he part. looks pretty good. Yeah, I would, that well, was another part that anyway, I liked about tell, this movie. Yeah, you can tell he's obviously and he's been you know shot and stabbed and yeah. I'm not convinced everything that in else. CGI him a little bit because <laughs> uh, he looked almost too good. Anyway, so I mean, obviously they're making fun of the fact that he's old, but yeah, I didn't really enjoy her character. Yeah, she was because I never liked her. The whole, I mean, she basically was out for herself the whole movie. Yeah, and then all of a sudden she changed. And then at the and end, she, she changed, changed all of a sudden. Yeah, it took, it took seconds. And, and they oh, basically had, and they basically had. They, they, I mean, they, they had a new short round. <laughs> I, I mean, that's they, that's exactly what I wait. I have that in my unpacking. Yeah, no, no they, and they basically had a new short round. Yeah, a slightly older version of short round. Yeah, I'm like okay, mm-hmm. keep that thought because I have some well, unpacking. Crazy on either, that. But no, I enjoyed some of the action. But yeah, the ending was completely ridiculous. I like mean, so ridiculous, like, you loved it, I'm or sorry, so ridiculous? No, like, time travel, really? Nineteen sixty nine. They're yeah. like traveling back. Like the whole movie was setting up this. Is that what travel. happened at the end? That's what, well, <laughs> yeah, sleep. Did you not? Any, well, maybe. I don't know, Murray. Maybe he didn't get any. Maybe of it. he didn't you know, get that. You know how confused he gets at these type of. Movies. I suppose. Yet he. Yeah, if it has subtitles, he knows exactly what's happening. Yeah, because he can read. Ain't an action movie. No way. No. Uh, and yeah, it moves too I, and fast. And I did the tuck, the tuck tuck scene. I don't remember seeing one like that before. I mean, there's other been other types. I mean, even in a Bond movie, he had an, he had a, a a chase scene in a little tiny 
yeah. piece of shit But did you, did you ever notice how fast a tuk-tuk could outrun a Mercedes? Because well, yeah, no, that happened uh, quite a few obviously times. Obviously, they couldn't. And yeah. the fact that they fixed it, they just steal another one. Souped-up tuk-tuk. Yep. Exactly. But no, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. And my friend actually liked it a lot. Mm, of course he did. Because okay. he likes he, he enjoyed Indiana it. Like, he, has, he hasn't talked during the movies or anything. But yeah, I mean, that's yeah good. he enjoyed it. At the end, he liked it. So, so what'd you give it? Well, I was obviously not a Mondo, but yeah, it was an enjoyable meh. Nice. There you go. That wasn't the worst thing I've seen. I mean, yeah, and I'm glad that they, at least he said he's done it's, with them. So. It is also not the worst, worst thing, thing that I've seen. seen. Yeah. It might be the worst thing I've seen this year, but it's not the worst thing I've no, seen. No, there's been there's worse. Been I, I, there's actually, been I actually enjoyed it better than the last one. And one of the big reasons. Yeah. Is that they, well, spoiler alert, they killed off Shia LaBeouf. They basically. Well, announced- that is spoiler for that one. Everybody should have well, no, seen they, that. No, one they announced why he didn't come back. Yeah. Uh, I mean, for those who have seen it or haven't seen it, basically, he went off and got killed in war. But so obviously, Shia LaBeouf was so bad or he's so bad Shia now. Shia LaBeouf's awesome. They, they didn't want to invite is him back. Really good. Because yep. this, this is only like, what? He's just. 10, 15 years after the last one. So, I mean, he was something still, like would that. have still been around. No, I think it's more like 20-something. No, it was in the 50s. Because it was the, uh, what do you call it? The uh, the nuclear testing. Uh, yeah, but when was... Like 55. You know what? I forget. The timelines are so... Th- this was 69. So, so, that was like 14 years. There you go. But anyway. But yeah, I was glad he wasn't in it. Shia LaBeouf could have fit in perfectly but, then. I, I don't know. It was all right. Okay. I said I had fun. Good. Let's. You know what? That's why, why you go see movies, right? Yeah. What it's did, a summertime did, movie. Summertime movie. Yeah. Bryce, what do you think of the CGI summertime flair? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was one of the most pointless movies that has ever been made in the history of film. There was so much going on, yet nothing was going on. This was boring. So unbelievably boring. I wish this was laughably bad, but it wasn't even that. It was just a colossal waste of time. How is this entertainment? If I was to describe this in one word, I would say that Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was poop, or maybe excrement, or maybe feces, or crap, or dung, or or caca. Actually, I know the word. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny was a rage. By the way, I slept through the final few minutes, so I don't even know how this ended. There you go. And, and I really don't care. <laughs> There's a point when I, I woke up. I woke up and the the, the uh, credits were going, and I was like, "Oh, it's over! Thank God." Yeah, and I, and I and I think I said to him at some point, and I'm like, "Did just something something about that?" And he's like, "What? What? What do you mean?" And then he went back to sleep. <laughs> I I stayed awake for almost the whole thing. It was just probably I would guess. From what I kind of recollect, because I remember them going back in time, and then I don't remember a whole lot after that. So whatever happened once they did, I don't know, it's, and I don't care. I, it's funny because I remember, I think it was on the the Big Bang Theory years ago, I think when when Penny was talking about to the geeks on Big Bang Theory, and she, she turns to them and she says, yeah, I watched that movie you guys have been telling me, but I need to see Indiana Jones, and she was like... Um, yeah, basically, if he wasn't even in the movie, everything else would have happened the same way. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you're right. The same thing happens in this Indiana Jones movie. Like, mm. if he if he wasn't there, the ending would have stayed exactly the same. There you go. So right? once like, again, what was the point? Yeah, well, that really just <laughs> kind of proves the point. What, what is the point? I don't know. Um, What was the thing, like, 
with Mads Mickelson, sorry, the seed, young version of Mads Mickelson gets hit in the face going 80 kilometers an hour off, yeah. the, train. off, off the, train the train with a giant post. How did, A, how did his head not get how removed? How did yeah. he not have one scar on his face? Yeah. And, like it was just one thing after the other. I just, I couldn't understand. I, I just can't, I just, this is not the type of movie I like. I can't, yeah. I I like action movies if they've got. Me too. And, and especially movies where it's like, it's a mystery. That it is a mystery that you with the audience, every single thing in this was predictable. It was like, mm. this is exactly what's going to happen. And, and, and things that happened. It was just boring. But, it, but things that happened that shouldn't have been able to happen. So, for example, the first, maybe one of the first times that Mads and fam and crew show up. Yeah. And and she had it's pushed him to go to a different. showing yeah, up. Yeah, just like they didn't have tracking devices. So no. I, I wasn't sure how he would find them every time. Because she said, no, no, it, you have to go this way. To go find that thing, and then they said, "Ha ha ha! I yep. tricked him. We, it's completely the other way." And then, and then, then they're there for anyways. like five minutes, and he's there, yeah. and kidnaps. Um, um, what short round short two? Round two. To, yeah, short 2. round 0. two. Yeah, short round, short round two point two, and then short round two point two is apparently 2.2 makes no sense. Well, he's like a little bit better than short round because he had more skills than short round. Like that he could learn how to fly a plane, which is not an easy feat. Yeah, yeah, that was the part that really bothered me. Yeah, that was just one of the things that bothered me. That (laughs) That was it. No, I mean, that one seriously. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah, The rest was revealed. Everything else was okay. No, I mean, short round, like he's driving a taxi cab because he knows how to drive. Yeah. But I mean, flying a plane? Like, really? He's like, oh, yeah, I can figure this out, no problem. First, he figures out how to jumpstart it, and then he figures out how to drive it as he's flying it. Yeah, it was... I got this. Yeah, I I guess... It's like the Liam Neeson thing. <sighs> and wait, because you talked about this last week. Was this on the... Harrison, old man Harrison Ford curve. Where does this lie? There's no Harrison Ford. How is there not a, like, you've got one for Gerard Butler because Gerard Butler deserves one because he's, I believe Gerard Butler is still a good actor. So I'm going to, I'm going to give him a break and and rate his movies on a curve. He He, he has been a good actor because he can act. So can Harrison Ford. Eh. Yeah, he can. Eh. Yeah. It's okay. You ever seen him in Witness? He was amazing in Witness. He was okay. No, he was fantastic. Yeah, he was good. He was good in Witness. Yeah, start. Don't think of all his Indiana Jones and Star Wars crap. Think of the films he made where he wasn't just unoriginal and Disney schlock. There weren't action movies. Yeah, that he was actually acting. He was great in Apocalypse Now. Here's the thing. He was awesome in Apocalypse Now. Here's the thing. He's not great in it. Like he's not. He can't. He's just terrible in these movies. Yeah, these movies. I agree, but these movies are terrible to start with. Sometimes I see glimpses with Gerard Butler. I was like. That scene, he can still act. Gerard Butler can act, and so can Harrison Ford. Just these movies are not good. They don't make any sense. I don't even know what we're talking about. I don't think he buys into it, especially the commercials that we would see. Remember he was doing the commercials for this? He's like, I have to to be in commercials for these things. That's called acting. (laughs) Yeah, he wasn't doing that in the commercials. You got to pretend that you like your job. Yeah, but he didn't do a good job of it. He looked like he was miserable. He didn't look like he was happy. Sitting there doing trivia with... But you know what? The important thing... If, is that we know that he's not going to be in another one. No. Yeah. That is the true... Yeah, that they've already... That is the true that. winner. Unless they bring back Shia LaBeouf, I'm not interested. There you go. Right? Sure. Okay. Oh, the myrrh. 
I don't have a whole lot because obviously I've been a little... Seven jobs. Seven jobs. No days off. Uh, this is related. Mr. No Days Off. This is related the to the Merman. one movie that actually I did see. Oh. Uh, yeah. As much as I, I do like Indiana Jones, obviously a whole lot more than you guys do. That's true. And e- even the ones I didn't like as much, like the Crystal Skull, there were still moments I liked. No. Like I didn't hate the whole movie. There were some, some moments I, I did, did. enjoy. <laughs> this is my minute, thank you very much. Shut the hell up. That's going to be like seven minutes. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the one thing that bothers me actually about all of them. Yes. And this one included. And I guess some of, most, some of the movies in general is how lazy the bad guys are. Yeah. Mm. As you said, they just showed up. Yeah. Like, Indy, uh, like Jones and, and his crew did all of the work. And then right at the end... Let's snatch it away from him. Yeah, but he's, yeah, that was in the very first movie that happened. The, the first ten yeah, minutes. Yeah, that's the formula. And yeah. it happened in this one. I'm like, oh my god! Like, did you forget that about all of? Them? No, but it just—it's the one thing that—it's always bothered it's me. It's like bad. how lazy the bad guys are. Well, and, and you know what? It to me, I think what it's proving, it my thoughts is that the bad guys are actually smarter than Indy. because they so. they go into Way the area, smarter. they politically well, yeah, inject should, themselves into the community. Well, and then they if buy they their. If they were smart, they would have just waited till the end when they have all the pieces, and then yeah. took them away and shot them. Well, but, but at, at any point in the movie, it could have just ended because when they stole it from him yeah. for the sixth yeah. time, it could have just or ended there. If he had destroyed the damn thing like he said he was going to, this movie never would have happened. Yeah, so, oh, so that would have been great, wouldn't it? So you go, Dial of Destiny. Dial of Destiny. That's all I got. So did you actually go and rewatch any of the original ones before? Uh, no, I didn't really have to. I, so what's your what's your favorite of all of them? You guys are not gonna like it. Oh. My favorite is still Last Crusade. Okay. I you know li- you're not alone in that. I liked him and Sean Connery together. Yeah. You're not I, alone in I, that. I, I like only some, in this room. I, I That's like, right. I like some of the comedy between them. Now, you know, Connery's basically a buffoon, even though he's the smarter of the two, and mm. they had a hot blonde girl who turned out to be a Nazi. There you but, go. And they had the bad guy for my favorite Bond movie of all time. There you go. For your eyes only. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, was, I enjoyed that one a bit. I wasn't crazy about Joaquin Phoenix's brothers scene, although River Phoenix was an awesome actor. Mm. I didn't enjoy the young Indiana Jones. Uh, but once it got fast-forwarded to Harrison Ford, I enjoyed the rest And of you it. got it. And you're yeah. like, woohoo. And I really didn't like Temple of Doom other than Short Round. Yeah, short round is the whole movie. He made the whole movie. Yeah, but that whole voodoo crap—it just yeah, I didn't like that at all. But uh, yeah, no, and Crystal Skull was just meh. And but the first one was—it was okay. Uh, again, the thing that bothered me about the first one—why are we still talking is, about Indiana is that, Jones? Uh, it's important. Yeah, no, the bad guys not. just waited around for him to do everything, and then they would just take stuff away from yeah. him. Yeah, yeah, that's what they do. So yeah, but no, it was okay. There you go. Anyway, look at that perfect timing. Yeah. Imagine that. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. this week it's I'm painting it with like a giant brush that just sweeps across 
um, sequels in general. But I'm gonna I'm gonna say nostalgia is my rage this week. My rage is what, that we have so little talent left in writing that the only way we can draw large crowds to the cinema these days is because of nostalgia and people's connection to a previous movie. That that the society that we've created does not want to see the next, like if you go back to the 1970s when Star Trek or Star Wars first came out and it was groundbreaking at the time, why are we not getting more excited about groundbreaking film? Instead, our entire society is built on nostalgia. So my rage this week is for nostalgia. I want it to all end because I want movies like Past Lives to come out, which is a completely original take on a love story. Yep. And I don't want to see another fucking Indiana Jones movie, Fast no. Five, Fast no. Ten, no. Um, another Star Wars spinoff, another... No. I want to see original content that makes me excited to go back to the cinemas. I want to see something that people had to spend time writing, like the movie Nobody, which I rewatched the other day. Uh, which is fantastic. It's an action film that is freaking Mondo. And for whoever hasn't seen that, it's fun. go see that because it's awesome. And that's my rage this week. Nostalgia, fuck off. Ditto. I actually enjoy it because I've hated pretty much everything in the last 20 years it's come out. There you go. week is that we did not go to see Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny at a theater with comfy reclining seats as it was awfully hard to fall asleep in the stationary seats of the theater we went to. I mean it was so boring that I did not off from time to time and I did miss the very end of the film as I was out like a light but I would have been able I would if I had been in a comfortable recliner I could have probably slept through the whole thing which would have been a Far, far more pleasant experience. But you know what? We wouldn't have got your fabulous review of seven-eighths of the movie. That's true. Because you really haven't seen the whole I movie. Based, for, my, for review, you know, my review is just for, t- calling it poop in different for, ways. So. For, your, for, for all we know, because this has happened with Bryce before, he's watched an entire movie and the last... 10 to 12 minutes, it yeah, went from a rage to a mondo or a mondo to a rage. So, you know what, Murray? I, I almost think we don't get to count his rating this week. I that agree. we have to wait till he goes and sees the I rest agree. of it. Oh, well, that's and then never going to happen. Because, so, because for all, I mean, just because Murray didn't like the last part of the movie, maybe that's what made it, made you like it because you often think different than Murray. Yeah, I'm not. I'm never watching the end of this movie. Oh, you? Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Because guess what's going in the rage bag five years from now? Exactly. (laughs) You don't do it, I will. (laughs) Murray's gonna buy the the Blu-ray. I'm gonna throw in Crystal Skull for good measure too. (laughs) Nice. It's not funny. (laughs) I think it is. It's pretty funny. Yeah, this is good times, man. Good times. Rage. Subsiding. Pulse slowing. 
Oh, the lists. Baby, baby. Uh, for those of you who do not know, this is the area of our podcast where we talk about the lists. Go to filmrageyyc.com and take a look at our list page where you will see repulsive actors. You will see mesmerizing actors. You will see doubted and undoubted actors and directors. And... We've been working hard, diligently hard, on Murray's assignments to lessen our mesmerized list. And I think we may have done it this time. I think we have too. I'm, I'm pretty confident. I think, I think we're going to be on the same page. I hope here. we're on the same page. I hope we're on the same page. I think we should be on I the same page. I think maybe a lot of people are coming off the list. Possibly, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Well, know. let's see. We'll see. Well, Forrest Whitaker already got off the list, and he was not better than anybody else. Then we don't agree because <laughs> Forrest right. Whitaker was the best thing in this movie, and they both should be gone. Ah, uh, well, I would. He's already off the list. Doesn't yeah, that's matter. right. It doesn't matter. Yeah, doesn't count. if someone no, no, you, you we... don't understand, Murray. If the guy off the list out mesmerized the people on the list, then they can't be on the list either. Yeah, that's we've done that before, Mur. Um, you know what? I'm gonna agree with you. He uh, was so much better than either of them. What are you talking about? There was parts of Jared Leto. That oh I my liked. God, Jared Leto was awful, and Jodie Foster was a freaking rutabaga. In she this. was, yeah, Jodie. You know what? And you know my love of Jodie Foster, right back to Little Darlings. I, I was disappointed in her performance. Yeah, she mailed this one in. Oh yeah, and Leto was Leto was not great. He wasn't. He wasn't his normal Leto. Self. Whitaker was. He was more, way more mesmerizing than Leto. But actually, I actually cared actually, when he spoke. He's see, the only person that I... See, well, the only thing I'm going to disagree with you on... I mean, i take Dwight Yoakam over all of them. Dwight Yoakam's great. Um, no, actually, what I was going to say... So Other than Forrest the only Whitaker. Reason, the only thing I'm disagreeing with you on yeah. is I don't think Forrest Whitaker took them off. I thought Kristen Stewart took them off. Okay, I'll agree with up. Uh, sure, oh, we'll go. We'll go from yeah, Forrest Whitaker and, down to Kristen and, Stewart. And that's like fine. Six. And I can't believe, like, because I normally don't like Kristen Stewart. She was, she actually, was. She was very good. She in was this. brilliant in this. Yeah. I was like, is that really her? In fact, when we're watching this, my wife turned to me and she says, "That can't be Kristen Stewart, the same person that was in the vampire movies." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's the same actor." I'm that's like, why she was in the vampire movies. Uh, well, yeah, and I'm just like, and then she didn't do. Anyway, that's a whole other yes. story. But as long as we're both in agreement, okay. If, if that you, if you Kristen want, Stewart, Kristen, you know what? That didn't even cross my mind. But yeah, she, she was way better than both the other yeah. two. Yeah, and she was better than Forrest Whitaker. Nah, I don't. I don't. It doesn't matter. But no, she was. I just wanted you to agree with me. Well, I know you want me to agree with you. You always want me to agree. No, with you. I, well, not always. Never. But I normally don't want you to agree yeah, with me. No, I don't. But in agree. this case, I actually thought Forrest Whitaker was was one of two good things in this movie. And yes, Kristen Stewart was the other one. And if go. we're, if we're comparing Kristen Stewart to the other two actors, Leto and, uh, and Foster. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She out mesmerized them too. So, and we know she's not permanently mesmerized. No, so. there's well, she's, she, yeah, she's been in movies with Robert Pattinson. So yeah. With excellent, kind of... excellent vampire movies with Robert Pattinson. Well, don't, let's not go too far here. Robert Pattinson's performance was good, but, the movies were not. The, the, well, yeah, Robert Pattinson out mesmerized. To borrow a phrase, they anyways. were poop. Yeah, they are caca, right? They, they were not. Whatever word caca. you want to use. Yeah, Feces. They were. 
I'm sorry, vampires do not Shit. sparkle. They do. I they saw do them in not. Twilight Sparkle. They do not. They do. I saw it. Not in my there world. Were, and there were, um, there were CGI sparkling too, Murray. There was sparkling. I there was saw so it. much CGI sparkle. And they play baseball. In the daytime. Yeah. <laughs> Don't even get me started. I want a travesty that is a vampire movie. You know what? I don't think it's a vampire movie. That's why Bryce likes it. It's not. It. That's the problem. It, it was a love story reading to his 13-year-old girl self. Yeah. Did you read the books, by the way? No. Okay. You probably he's should. Got, he's got time. <laughs> it's true. There's too guess many what, movies. Guess what Bryce is getting for Christmas. It's too, yeah. It's getting the box set. Right, bring it so, on. What are you, I'll so thumb so through. I'm taking these guys both off? Is that what you want? Yep. They're gone. It's done. All right, then. Yep. Everybody's gone. Yep, that's what we want, anyways. Yeah, ultimately, that's really what we're shooting for. I want I, in the in the end, it would be lovely if there was like one person that's mesmerizing, and that's it. Well, we have two that are, are two or three that are oh, yeah. passed away now, so three they're or, never three or four, okay, five or six people that are mesmerizing, and that's it. That's right. Not a hundred. Well, and then the ones we've uh, dictated as mesmerizing for life. Yeah, well, there's like three or four of those, right? There's five. There's five. Yeah. yeah. Do you want me to tell you who they are? Uh, I know Wanda, Wanda gonna, Sykes is one. I'm going to tell you anyway. because she totally is. I don't think I agree with all the people there. I, it's Wanda Sykes. You agreed Sha- when we Wanda put them Sykes, on the list. It's Sean Penn. You agreed that we put yeah, them on the list. Yeah, but to be list. mesmerized for life, that's a, that's a different Okay, so story. Casey put Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Did he? Yep. I thought Casey put... Nope, you were wrong. Put Bruce Campbell. He put Bruce Campbell. Who put have- Veronica Cartwright? That was George. George. Oh, I put George. Sean Penn. George put Veronica Cartwright. Wanda Sykes was you. And yes. the Murr put Russell Crowe. So. They're all fine. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a reason they're on there for life. There you go. And, you know, there's ones we did not choose simply because I have pure confidence that Viola Davis will never be taken off. So. I have my choice. You wouldn't even be on. There you it's go. Not up to me. Murray's intimidated by strong women. No, yes. I don't like her. Oh, apparently. Yeah, yeah but, but that's what we just said. That's what I <laughs> literally just, what You're I just, just saying it in a different that's way. That's right. <laughs> he doesn't like women that could beat him up. And I have no. a feeling. Well, I enjoy women that could beat me up. <laughs> oh, I, I just oh, don't like okay. Sour Sourpuss she is in every movie I've ever seen her. Yes. Right, no one yes. plays Sourpuss I mean, like Viola. Does she ever freaking smile ever at anything she does. ever? She has one of the greatest I smiles. I have never seen. I've seen her smile in interviews. Have you seen The House? I've never seen her like, smile. Her smile makes my heart sing. Every movie I've ever seen Viola Davis in, she's been miserable. She uh, is. So that's why I don't like her. You've probably only seen four or five of her movies. True, but. But That's what I'm saying. You need to watch The Help because she has a big shit-eating grin on her face. Mm. Pun intended. Uh, I see what you did there. <laughs> there. Uh, Probably one of the best smiles. Whatever. I think that's what she won an Oscar for, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it was. The Help? I don't remember. Yeah. So. Oscar Schmosker. I think both didn't Octavia Spencer and her win Oscars Spencer for that won. film? I don't know about her. Mm. I'm pretty sure they did. Uh, Listeners, did, did. Tell, we can check the internet, but yeah, it's much just, more fun if you tell us. If, if that's where Viola Davis oh, got her Oscar. I thought it was with it for that, that Denzel thing she did. She deserves to get one for every movie she's in. There you go. In superhero movies, she, she just still deserves it. five minutes she's in them? Yeah, exactly. Sure. She's amazing. Whatevs. Uh.
I scream, you scream, we all scream for ice cream. But I'm guessing no one is screaming more than our two little masochists, Bryce and Jim. <laughs> As they took a repulsive scoop from the merman's ice-creamy bag of rage last week and came out with the Martin Lawrence comedy, The Black Knight. I'm not sure if you could hear my air quotes around comedy there. This week, we're back to Bryce and oh, what's this? He has to pick from my bag? <laughs> How what? delectably succulent that is. <laughs> Come on, Bryce. <laughs> now, let's settle the highly anticipated question we have all been waiting for. How many Martin Lawrence films does it take to break Bryce if Martin Lawrence could break Bryce? Oh, and um, Jim. <laughs> Seem to have forgotten about him. Any will be. Will the boys' laughter be their armor, or will they choose to fall on the Black Knight's sword? <laughs> yeah. Alright. The Black Knight starts with Martin Lawrence as Jamal grooming himself in the mirror making faces. That was the best part of the movie, as at least he didn't say anything. What amazes me is that three writers got paid to pen this piece of crap. I do not understand how a film that is a comedy cannot make me laugh even once. It is also obvious nobody cared about the production of this, as at one point Lawrence is pulled out of a moat, but his clothes are bone dry. He then gives some cash to a vagrant, and guess what? The bills are also dry even though he was just fully immersed in water. There are other silly annoyances as Jamal's chain is outside of his shirt and then in the next camera angle it's inside of his shirt and then it's outside of his shirt and then it's tucked into his shirt. That happens several times throughout the film. At one point Jamal rips off his shirt pocket to relieve to to reveal a logo and then in the next frame of the film the pocket is magically sewn back on. Everything about this film is lazy, from the writing, to the acting, to the lack of originality, or any attention to continuity. Martin Lawrence continues to repulse in this steaming pile of rage. Okay, so we open, as you've mentioned, on the completely repulsive Martin Lawrence, making and this is heavy air quotes, funny faces as he brushes his teeth, At least he wasn't flosses, and picks the hairs out of his nose. And this is supposed to be funny. So I'm thinking, it has to get funnier, right? No, it didn't. It's the best part of the movie. Right from moment one, this was a middle-aged man who works at a medieval theme park who thinks his boss should quit and move to Florida so that he can live how without a job? Nothing in this made any sense whatsoever from who or what Martin Lawrence is to the fact a magical necklace found in a moat can bring him back in time for no reason whatsoever. Then we spend the remainder of the movie in a state of stupidity to the heights I have never seen in any movie before. And the level of repulsiveness that Martin Lawrence puts out has taken me to a place I thought I could never go. I am fucking done. I quit. I cannot stand 
seeing any more Martin Jim. Lawrence's films. I refuse to put myself through this level of torture again. I'm Jim. done. I'm not. I'm not doing this anymore. I can't. No. I can't. Martin Lawrence was. No. It, you know what? I thought fine. this would break Bryce, but this movie's broken me. I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, no, I'm done. Jim, no. Jim is leaving the room. <laughs> Jim is actually, actually gone. Jim has left the building. Ah. Uh, all right. Well. Can't disagree with anything he said. I guess I'll uh, go ahead. Well, on with the show, as they say. Uh, I got to choose something from Casey's dare bag, apparently. So, uh, are you freaking kidding me? Did I not watch this already? Mamma Mia, here we go again. Uh, or did I just watch the first I think one? You might have had the first one. Oh, for crying out loud. Well, I guess I get closure on whatever the hell happened in the first one. I laughed when I had to put that in the bag. Oh, dear Lord. All right. So next week, I uh, I am going to be watching Mamma Mia. Here we go again. I'm hoping it's going to be with Jim. Um, he's literally left the building. Uh, I guess we'll find out next week. Uh, but yeah, that is that. I may watch it again just for kicks. <laughs> Excellent. All right. I guess I'm doing the closing then. Um, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family who you can... Uh, who you, see, I'm not used to doing this. Thanks to the Film Rage family who you... That's because this, this copy's terrible. It doesn't even have, like, the right... Right, uh, right English. It. Thanks to the extended Film Rage family. <laughs> you, you can see all of the... Them all in our show notes. Ah, that's so much better. Thanks to Casey from The Nerdy Photographer for the voice of Rager Dare. Find us on SM, whatever that means, everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at filmrageyyc.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and TeePublic. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all our listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, whatever that means, or send us an email to filmragecalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage. But no matter what you do, please make us rage. Please, please. That's it. For this week, Rage On! Rage On!